2: Get in the know. Nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on ScoreNorth and ScoreNorth.com. <gasps> Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company.
3: Ian Buck's defensive coordinator, Todd Bowles, getting his team ready
0: to face the Rams today, but did interview with the Vikings a couple of days ago for their head coaching
3: vacancy. He Already had an interview uh, with the Jaguars. Bowles is firmly in the running there in Minnesota the owners are from New Jersey. He's from New Jersey, uh, and he definitely did well in that interview. I would expect a second interview for
0: Bowles, uh, and potentially in the running there could meet again with the Jaguars as well.
1: Wouldn't that? Wouldn't that just be the cherry on top? If 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 because they're the Wilfs and Todd Bowles are all from New Jersey, and they know where like the small bookshop and Italian restaurant the are. Yeah. So the big fans of the Sopranos. <laughs> Oh, have you checked out this Italian restaurant? Oh, yeah, I love that place. You're hired. Great. Uh, so that's that's part of the news that came down over the weekend. There's also some GM news, and we saw four of the most thrilling playoff games all in one weekend ever. Uh, let's do this here. So this is, this is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. Mackie Judd, our executive producer, Declan Goff. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. And watching those games over the weekend, especially last night's game between the Bills and the Chiefs, if you want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl, that game can either be depressing, showing you how far away they really are, or it can be inspiring, showing you what's possible with a new era of Vikings football. And um, I was watching on a TCL TV, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands, new lineup of award-winning TV, delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost for your playoff viewing pleasure. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL I think we should take everything, whether it's the GM and coach news cycle, it's the games we saw over the weekend, and let's lump it all into the future of Vikings football for this episode. Because we're at the doorstep here of a new era of Vikings football. And and they can craft it however they want. I hope they were watching those games over the weekend to show you, like, this is what it needs to look like, at least to some extent, if you want to win a Super Bowl. Mm Mm-hmm. So, with with the with that in mind, the future of Vikings football and the amazing things we watched over the weekend, let's just start with Joe. What was what was your biggest takeaway on behalf of the Vikings? Um,
0: tremendously excited because there is no better time, I don't think, to have a blank canvas than right now. So, I am tremendously excited about the fact that we saw we saw games just really for fun to a certain point with some magnificent games in which we really see um not where this league is necessarily going but where this league is right now yeah. like this league is now at a point where where it's very clear the combination of um, coach and quarterback uh style of play and i'm not talking about to make the playoffs i'm talking about to go into the tournament as i love to call it love with the tournament dude. with love a chance the in the tournament to win it so not like uh well, we're in the wild card round, feeling pretty good. No, 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 no. I'm saying what we saw this weekend is the template for this is how how we qualify for the tournament and potentially win it. Now, what I love is this. New GM, new coach, new start, blank canvas. So, So until I see that the Vikings aren't approaching this right, which, by the way, we have not seen yet at all, until I see that, I'm really excited by what I saw because the games were just great. So just as a football fan, but I'm also excited to see how that translates to a team that's got a guy like, well, let me think of a good player in the Vikings, Justin Jefferson, right? Like if you're Jefferson, didn't you watch that and think I got to be part of this? Like, this is what we got to do. This is what we, and right now you've got the opportunity to go in that direction. So I am actually I'm actually probably more excited by the combination of the games I watched and where the Vikings could be going now than ever because you're not stuck with Spielman. You're not stuck with Zim. And I don't think ultimately come April, you'll be stuck with Kirk. I think that this is opportunity knocking. Yes. And
3: the Vikings got Knows. a chance to
1: answer. We do. That's what I think. All right, Dex, what what, what what's your main takeaway here? Soaking in everything over the weekend
3: my main takeaway is the vikings can absolutely be the Bengals in a year or two um if if you hire the right coaching staff maybe they could be the chiefs maybe they could hit all if they hit draft home runs they can potentially be those teams they when i look at the niners and i look at the Bengals and vikings fans are probably echoing a lot of these statements as well that god why why can't that be us kirk's a better quarterback than jimmy garoppolo at least statistically and and eye test wise there there seems to be a definitely uh, an increase from Kirk Cousins and Jimmy Garoppolo. Why can't that be us? Joe Burrows only his second year in the NFL. Kirk Cousins has been doing this forever. Why can't this be us? Um, I think if you're a Vikings fan, you can absolutely have that statement, and you and you should be a little bit pissed off and, un, and 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 disappointed that they are not in the same position as those two other teams. But I think acceptance of the regime. Zimmer and Spielman have been fired. They're they're gone. So now the new regime can come in but you also have to accept that what you probably are used to from the Vikings over the last four years, let's just call it the Kirk Cousins era, that is not going to work. So you have to kind of change, we always like to say raise your expectations, change your expectations. That's what the Vikings fans need to do here. Like We're raising our expectations, but also change your expectations too for what you want from your football team because what these two teams have been doing, the Niners and the Bengals, the Vikings can do that too.
1: Yeah, I mean... I think I have two big takeaways. One of them kind of coincides with what Declan was just talking about. But Judd and I were texting about this during one of the games over the weekend. Could have texted about this during all of the games. But my biggest takeaway is that success at the highest levels in the NFL is about overcoming adversity. It's not as much about making conditions as perfect as they can be, which is this sort of mythical conceptual thing that every team strives for but it's really impossible I mean who can take punches and still come back right mm-hmm. look at look at both the Rams and the Bucks in that game right like who can take punches and still come back I mean Tom Brady was down again and the Buccaneers three plus touchdowns just getting walloped in that fight and yeah some things broke their way Cam Akers fumble whatnot they punched their way back imperfect conditions Rams getting after them they tie the game haymaker right back at the Rams, right? Rams. Okay, cool. Let's dust ourselves off. Let's come right back at you. And I'm not talking about a week four game at noon with Chris Myers calling play-by-play against the Lions. I'm talking about the divisional round against some of the best teams in the world throwing their best punches at you. Can you punch back and can you hang in there? And again, it's not pretty... It's muddy, it's messy, it's ugly, you're getting pressured, you're giving up points, your offensive line's melting down, you're losing in the fourth quarter, it's hard. Can you still overcome it and win and advance, right? And I think people obsess so much in Vikingsville here about how to make the conditions perfect. Well, like, if the offensive line this, and if the coach this, and if the defense this, and yes, definitely should strive to make those things as good as possible, but the reality is you need a team a coach, a quarterback, that almost revels in the imperfections and loves the imperfections. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Sean McDermott, Sean McVay, Tom Brady, Joe Burrow. These guys almost sadistically love the imperfections. Oh, my offensive line's kind of melting down. I'm getting sacked nine times. Bring it. I don't care. I'm going to come back, throw a dart to Jamar Chase, and we're going to win this game anyways. And so that was, that was kind of my main takeaway, which is like the Vikings under Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins generally melt way more often than not when adverse circumstances are staring at them. Not every time. I know that they were down by 20 against the Broncos that one time and they beat the Saints one time. You know, there are times where they don't melt. But by and large, the Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins led Vikings over the last four years could not rise up during adverse circumstances. Cool, you beat the Saints. Now it's divisional round time. Oh, Niners punch you in the mouth. You curl into the fetal position, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, Eagles punch you in the mouth. Fetal position. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just think your GM, your coach, and your quarterback set that tone, especially your coach and your quarterback on the field during game day, during preparation. You know, Joe Burrow saying before that win over the weekend, saying this is the bare minimum going forward. I'm going to downplay everyone's excitement. I know we just won a playoff game for the first time in 30 years, but that is expected. We don't celebrate a wild card round victory. Mm-hmm. We expect more. Mm-hmm. And I want a coach and a quarterback that also expect the same thing from the Vikings and love overcoming adversity. That was my main number one takeaway. And that's what, mental. Like you have to have the talent to pay those things
0: off, but if you're not in the mental mentally in the right place, you're screwed. Um and in both of in both of Mike's cases, pre-Kirk as well, um, this team, though, won playoff games and what? Got drilled the next week. It, the Minneapolis miracle being followed by the complete dud it was makes more sense now. Because I think there was... What what these teams do um, that are left is they don't take deep breaths now. Like, the Vikings beat the Saints in, in the miracle, and it was like... Oh, oh, finally my, got oh, that. We yeah. got that. We got that one now. Let's go to Philadelphia and do our best. Brady says, "Bleep you guys. We're not going to do our best. We're going to kick their ass." Um, the San Francisco game, it wasn't that the Vikings lost. It was how they lost. They got punched and like Phil said curled up. Like you that's if the Vikings had lost that game close and had played well, it would be like, "Okay, tough game." like, like they, the Bills. But they beat the Saints. In the Superdome. And what did they do? Oh, boy, that was a big win. Oh, but do we feel good? Bang, you're done. So, yes, and and two things to me now have become very apparent in retrospect that we probably didn't get at the the time. One is the loss in the conference championship game, which now to me is like way more, oh, I know why you got your ass kicked, because you took that breath, and everybody was like, okay, we won that game – When's the next game? Not, let's go to Philadelphia and kick some ass. The second, the second thing is, it's now crystal clear exactly why Stefan Diggs wanted out. Because fair or, or not, he did the old Christian Leitner thing, right? He looked around at, at at Kirk and at Mike and probably teammates as well and said, loser, 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 and pointed at himself. And he wasn't wrong here. Winner. Um Because I think what Diggs saw was the wiring of the most important people in that room was wrong. And, I mean, look at this now. Look at where, and, you know, I get his team lost, but Josh Allen is wired as a winner, right? That team is wired. I mean, that was an unbelievable game. That was phenomenal. Can you imagine the second
1: best team in the NFL? But, I mean, can you imagine the second best team in the NFL?
0: Like, strip away skill. Can you imagine the Vikings participating in a game like that? No. From a mental standpoint.
1: No. Where Kirk's like, no, let's go back. But that's the other thing. Like, the, the, so, yeah. There's this mirage, too, that we're playing this blame game across the board. And, well, if you could fix the offensive line, I told you guys this on Mackie and Judd. The, the idea of peak Kirk Cousins is a myth. It is a theory. People think if you can just get this and this and this and this, it's like right. when you watch those games over the weekend, yes, the Vikings defense needs to be better. Yes, the Vikings' offensive line needs to be better. But Mm -hmm. despite those two things, do you really think the difference between Kirk Cousins and Joe Burrow, Kirk Cousins and Josh Allen, Kirk Cousins and Patrick Mahomes, hell, I'll say it, Kirk Cousins and Matthew Stafford. I used to put those guys in the same bin. They are not in the same bin. Right? There's a reason why one guy was the number 1 overall pick, too, like 12 years ago. If you think the difference between Kirk and all of those other quarterbacks is defense... Well, I mean, uh, maybe, maybe if Kirk's defense, dude. <laughs> cool. Let's give you the same defense and the same offensive line. You think that Kirk is going to throw the same haymakers Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes were? Right. And those are the guys you're going to have to go through at some point. In fact, and that, this, this is kind of my second biggest takeaway from the weekend. You have a bigger quarterback problem than maybe we thought. I mean, look at. Look at how ballsy Buffalo and Kansas City were over the last five years or so. So Buffalo, with Tyrod Taylor, they had a 9-7 and seven playoff appearance in 2017. Mm-hmm. So they went to the playoffs with Tyrod Taylor. Over the three years that Tyrod Taylor was the starting quarterback, he was top 10 in passer rating, top 10 in QBR. And the Bills said, despite the fact that we are a playoff team with a measurable top 10-ish quarterback, we see the glass ceiling. It's not good enough. We're going to move off him, and we're going to take kind of a risk on a toolsy guy. I think they uh, they picked Josh Allen sixth or seventh in, in the draft, and he was not very good the first couple of years. They had to be patient. But they moved off a playoff team with a top 10-ish measurably passer rating QBR quarterback, and they said, "Nah, we don't. We see the glass ceiling. It's not good enough. The Chiefs were even more bold. The Chiefs won 11, 10, and 12 games with Alex Smith. And Alex Smith, in his final year as Chiefs quarterback, led the NFL in passer rating. And they went to the playoffs all three years. And they said, it's not good enough. We see the glass ceiling. We have to do something bold here. In fact, they moved on from Alex Smith a year before they really moved on from Alex Smith, coming off a 12-win season because they knew that there was a glass ceiling to it like these teams and i'm sure that there's fans screaming at the time like you better be careful what you wish for you move off Tyrod Taylor you could wind up with another EJ Manuel right yeah there's a risk you move off of Alex Smith you better be careful what you wish for you know you could wind up with a Christian Ponder type over here and they said yeah that's possible but our goal isn't to just win 10 games and get beat in the first and second round of the playoffs we want to win a super bowl and it worked for those two teams there is risk involved but you have a quarterback problem if you look at that slate of four games and think anything other than oh my god oh those guys are that is a different level and we're paying more money to the cap than those teams are for their far better quarterbacks oh but it's it's not a problem because
0: you're about to find hopefully a quarterback fixer that's the great thing i i'm excited because i believe that the people who the vikings are going to Higher, hopefully, will say what we're saying. Like if Spielman was still here, I would be concerned. And if Zim was here, I'd be downright glum. But when you look at the fact that they're gone and you're going to have people come in here now, and I guarantee they're not going to care if they're the bad guy. They're not going to care if the Kirk if the Kirk stands. If the Cousins Crusaders are mad, they're not going to care. They're not going to care if you loved player X, Y, and Z who are about to be traded or cut. That's what makes this so exciting is we we saw a brand of football that you'd have to be a fool not to say how do we get there because that's the only way to get a championship not not well the packers are going to suck that's going to be great for us because okay that's fine if you're a fan that's yeah. awesome the packers might be bad but that goes in like bin b yeah. bin a is how does your team get a championship and and the last two days was like the tutorial is the blueprint it's the blueprint, and you've got your chance now. And, and so, so I think Spielman and Zimmer, but especially Rick, had a quarterback problem. I think now you're bringing in the fixers, the hitmen of quarterbacks. They're going to take care of it for well, you. There,
1: well, there was a report that, uh, like you heard off the top, that Todd Bowles is a front runner for the okay. Vikings coaching job. So, but maybe, you know what? You're you know what? Well,
0: well, I'm, I'm going to put the I'm going to put the pieces in place on that one. NFL network reporters often talk to agents. My yeah. guess is that it, is that Bowles guy said, and we always hear this, right? The interview went great. I still want to hear the first guy report. My sources are telling me the interview was awful. Yeah. Todd Bowles blew it. He couldn't remember his own name. He it doesn't name. sound
1: like the Vikings are leaking anything, right? Like the right. Vikings might be leaking schedule timing. I think yeah. it's an
0: agent. And, and I will, I will say this. I, I, I like the direction that they're going with the two GM candidates who are finalists, and polls intrigues me a lot. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt right now and saying if, if they're trending in the right way, I think the leaks are coming from people who have a, a vested interest in pumping up people's tires and names. Yeah. So I'm not as concerned about polls until I actually hear the Vikings like him as opposed to, well, things went great.
1: So. Yeah, and and there are, uh, of the four remaining head coaches, all four of them have offensive backgrounds. Andy Reid, yep. Kyle Shanahan, Zach Taylor, and Sean McVay. Now, Doug McDermott would say, okay, well, I was one play away from, so you can't just say that. Sean McDermott. Uh, sorry, what did I say? Doug Duggy. McDermott? Dougie Buckets? Dougie McDermott. Dougie Buckets, Boxer, yeah. <laughs> Basketball player. Yeah. He's got an offensive mind, too, yeah, just in a different sport. <laughs> Um, but I know a lot of people continue to cling to. Be careful what you wish for. You know you gotta. Yeah. You know, wh- who 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 are you gonna replace Kirk with? And I say, right. first of all, what are you clinging to? They've missed the playoffs as constructed in two of the last three years, right? But it's not his fault. If you can get him this, this, and this, okay, they're twelve million dollars over the cap in large part because of his contract. Yeah. So how are you gonna get this, 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 and this? He can't overcome it without getting this, 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 and this. And so, well, but, well, name me a replacement. Well, I don't, I mean, listen, I don't know if Carson Strong or like there's you know Sam Howell, but I can tell you, one of these guys is going to be a franchise quarterback at minimum, even in a weak quarterback draft. And it's up to you to find a GM and a head coach either this year or next year that can identify better than Rick Spielman could who that quarterback of the future is. And in the AFC right now, I mean, Josh Allen went seventh overall in his draft. I just looked it up to confirm. Patrick Mahomes went 10th. What are the Vikings picking? 12th this year? Mm-hmm. So, like, they're within striking distance. They, they can't move up to one, but they can move up to seven. They can move up to 10 if, if Malik Willis is the guy, right? Like, they can move up to five and get a guy like that. Justin Herbert was the third quarterback taken in his draft. Lamar Jackson yeah. fell to 32. Deshaun Watson wasn't a top-10 a top pick. Yep. Like, don't tell me there's not guys out there the Vikings have not taken swings in years outside of a third-round pick of Kellen Mond. You have to take swings, and yeah, you might swing and miss, but it's worth the risk if you want to win a Super Bowl. And
0: if you don't think that that if the new GM comes here and decides, you know what, Qu- the quarterback class really ain't great, you know what? You don't have to take one now. Take one next year. But set
1: yourself up to Here's, build
0: your roster. And- so so to, to go back to, to, to my, my – Thought about this being a, a blank canvas and the, basically a fresh start. Here's the great part. You could literally sell, in fact, you probably should, 2022, to, to copy your f- favorite word, Phil, should, should about be changing the culture here. So if that's with a bridge QB, I don't give a damn. What I want to do is I want to set a culture of this thing was stale. I think it wasn't good. I think there were a lot of problems. And, and so if you say, I like the quarterback class, but it's really not great. And I'm really confident that I can identify a good young QB who, who we're going to draft in five years of control. But that guy's not probably going to be until 23. And so I'm going to get a bridge guy, a Keenum guy. I don't care. like, But just a good guy who, who guys gravitate towards and who does not embarrass my team. That's absolutely fine. Like, that's the thing that and this is not true of all fans, okay? So I'd like to be very, very clear here (laughs) because I I think I offend people at times by by painting things with a broad brush, which is not fair. A lot of fans get this completely. But part of these conversations that we have about Kirk and about players also goes to the very important behind-the-scenes dynamics that we talk about, leadership, in the locker room. Can you handle problems on the field and off? And I feel like there's a certain faction of fans that don't account for that. Yes. There's if, if your coach is rubbing like,
1: the if your coach is rubbing the locker room the wrong way, it is your job to balance that out somehow.
0: Yes, exactly. And you're the quarterback. Period. Like that's your job. But but fans are like, but look at Kirk's stats. And and if Kirk had perfect conditions, and I get those things. But I think the perfect example from the past two days of games is this. Jimmy Garoppolo is not as good as Kirk, but Jimmy Garoppolo is a, is a person that his teammates gravitate towards and he can lead. And he has intangibles within his personality that Kirk lacks. And I can say that beyond a shadow of a doubt. That's really important too. And so, so there's this whole thing. I think that you can spend next year, guys, honestly looking to change the culture, which is why I'm blowing out guys, which is why I'm going to, to trade or, release guys that fans like because i think privately behind the scenes those guys have run their course here it doesn't even have to be personal um but it does it does have to be putting all of the elements in place with personalities with culture with abilities all of those things so that that you can try and win a super bowl because i'm going to tell you right now if you build a fantasy football league team look at the stats and it don't work Guess what? You're not winning a championship. You might make the playoffs.
1: Yep. And think about the biggest complaints that we all had after it was all said and done, and we found out more about the fear-based culture that Mike Zimmer was overseeing. Right. Right. My way or the highway. I'm going to light guys up in post-game press conferences. I'm going to throw my third-string young quarterback under the bus. It was just a lot of like. It was just a lot of uh, dissonance, and Great just word. not guys being on the same page, and and then you had a quarterback that just kind of shrugged his shoulders at every turn is like I mean I I it's not my job to call timeouts I just work here I just put my literally verbatim quote I just I just go to work and put my head down like I'm I just work here right, right. so coach who doesn't empower players to lead and evolve and figure things out and quarterback that doesn't want the responsibility of leading and doing those things right and then you got the Kansas City Chiefs And this is an account from uh, James Palmer, NFL Network. Season on the brink. You have one play left to get into field goal range to send the game to overtime. And here's what he tweets. At the end of regulation, Travis Kelsey wanted to run his route into an open space instead of the play that was actually called. So play comes in on the headset. Okay, here's the play. And Travis Kelsey says, ooh, actually... (laughs) I feel like we should do it this way. And so the huddle breaks, and okay, Pat Mahomes knows that Travis Kelsey kind of wants to do it this way. And Mahomes gets up to the line of scrimmage, and I'll keep reading the tweet here. Mahomes gets up to the line of scrimmage and yells, do it, do it, during his cadence, essentially telling Kelsey to do what Kelsey said. This is next-level stuff. So do you think those guys came back to the sideline after or are going into a film session today? And are worried that Andy Reid's gonna chew their ass for doing something out of line, right? No, those guys are probably coached up to say, "Listen, like obviously, like we call plays for a reason." But you guys are smart enough and have good enough chemistry and have won enough games that uh, you know if you have to tweak something, tweak something. And Pat Mahomes, being a great leader, right, and someone who is adaptable and improvisational, can look over and be like, "Yeah, okay, let's uh little uh, let's do this over here." Boom. He's not an "I just work here" guy. And when we talk about leadership, and of course, like, well, but you're talking about one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Well, yeah, those are the guys you have to go through if you want to win a Super Bowl. And so setting those guys as an expectation and as an example shouldn't be something we scoff at. We should be learning from what the Bills and the Chiefs and the Bengals well, are doing yeah. and then compare it to the incumbents. And that's where where um, you
0: get the pushback from some Vikings fans and and players probably as well of – well, Justin Jefferson had a big first half in the game against Detroit here, but then they, they went into a cover two shell in the second half. Nothing we could do about it. Couldn't get the ball to him. Just couldn't do it. What do you guys want? I want you to get creative. And if the coaches won't, Clint Kubiak, okay? 34-year-old kid who was, who was drowning, all right? You're telling me that, that Kirk and Justin, too, couldn't have said, no, this don't work. I am I'm Justin Jefferson. And I just caught seven passes. And now we're just going to accept, well, cover two, Shell. We got to go elsewhere. You're telling me, like, like okay, so look, let's say you you go slightly rogue. But it works. Are you going to come to the sideline and Kirk is going to be told, Clint wants to talk to you and it's real problems? Like, like it's Parcells? Like it's Bill Walsh? You know, there's real problems upstairs. You went rogue you really think that's going to be the case? So that's where there has to be room for. And, and you know what? If Clint Kubiak had come down and said, I know it worked, but that don't work for me, you're fired instantly. You're fired.
1: Brett not, Childress tried to do this to Brett Favre a couple times. Favre, like, hey, hey, guy, you know that, that's not the play we call him. Favre's like, who are you? And Favre's,
0: Favre's words were, be nice now, be nice, and yeah. he walked away. <laughs> and he did it the exact same. But, but I mean, yeah. Clint Kubiak's a punk. Like he he might be a good kid, but he's a punk, and he and he couldn't do his job. And these guys were and Phil. I mean, we we talked about this, and basically we saw tweets about it. We heard it, explanations. They were they went cover two. Jefferson was out of the game at that point, and I think all three of us were like, whoa, 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 whoa hold on a second. Yeah. So actually, I mean, this- the, the,
1: the, the one of the big plays, I I can't remember if it was the dagger throw to Cooper Cup, but it was one of the big plays to Cooper Cup where he went down the right side of the sideline. And and Chris Collinsworth was calling it a broken coverage. And Dan Orlovsky, who does great film breakdowns,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he hopped on shortly after and fired that play up on his TV and he said it actually wasn't a blown coverage. They were in cover two, so two safeties over the top. Yep. And the Rams had I, I don't remember if it was trips right. There was definitely a slot receiver right, and Cooper Cup was on the outside. Mm-hmm. And Cooper Cup runs just basically a nine route just down the hash mark outside the hash mark down the numbers and the safety shaded over toward the middle of the field because a, they had sort of a crossing route coming across the face of the safety designed. And Matthew Stafford spent the first two seconds looking straight over to his left at the other receivers, pulling the safety over by even like 10 yards. And the cornerback thought that he had safety help over the top because they're in cover two. But it was a brilliant, brilliantly designed play concept, and you had a quarterback that was patient enough to wait out the two seconds looking to his left, wait for the safety to move over, and yeah. throws a dime. And so, like, on TV, you're like, how do they let Cooper Cup get that wide open? Brilliant play call, scheming, and a brilliant job by the quarterback yep. in moving that safety over. That's, That's it, what Favre did, man. You got to freeze him. Yeah, freeze the safety. Kirk's like, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? <laughs> And Kirk, you know, Kirk can do some of this stuff. I don't want to paint him as being like a garbage quarterback, but based on everything we just talked about, if you watched those games over the weekend and you thought to yourself, boy... The Vikings' defense was just a little bit better. Yeah, and I got Kirk would be in this same ring throwing the tweet. same haymakers. Like, Yo, look at the out, defense; man. it's yeah. like,
0: yeah, it sucked too. A lot of changes
1: coming. <laughs> um, you know what I like about about Judd's weight loss plan? It's also flexible. There's also there's you know it's not a rigid play call that comes in. Oh, no. you can enjoy a beer over the weekend and still lose two pounds in, in a week. It's great. exactly right, and
0: that is thanks to my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. Down now thirty plus pounds, um, and here's the, the best part. The ongoing I did it eight week challenge allows you to get your first eight weeks for free. And now you're saying, OK, Judd, put that into context for me. Put that into what what's the play call there? Eight weeks free. And I'm going to tell you right now, 26 pounds down in my first eight weeks. So what I what I'm telling you right now is you can lose 26 pounds before you pay a dime. Imagine that you get to March, April, go on a trip. All of a sudden, all your shorts fit. It's fantastic. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, Livia.com, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A in, in Minneapolis, St. Paul, outside the state completely. They'll do a consultation, a Zoom. It's, fan- it's great. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. From anywhere, you can lose the weight, thanks to Livia, just like I have.
1: We're going to make fun of Packer fans here in just a second, but let's shout out Federated Mutual Insurance Company here because they have been protecting business owners for a long time. Since 1904, they have over a century of experience in helping your business be as successful as it can be and in uh, offering you just more peace of mind as a business owner. They're all about risk management and protection. Find out more about all the different tools and resources Federated can provide your business at federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated. It's our business to protect yours. You like that? Yep. You like that? Well, uh, you know, the Vikings, it's tough to throw stones in the glass house that we sit in here because the Vikings haven't made the playoffs in two years. But uh, that's not going to stop us from making fun of sad Green Bay Packers fans after they lost a home playoff game to the San Francisco 49ers. This is Packer Ventline, courtesy of our friends on the fan in Milwaukee.
4: Get rid of them. This crap of, oh, I'll decide in a little while what I'm going to do. Screw you. Move the flip (laughs) on from this diva. I've had it. I'm a Packer fan. I'm 55 years old. I've seen two Super Bowls, three actually with the loss with Favre. I try and get it out of my mind. But the bottom line is this is crud. This guy can't perform in a big game. And he's holding out to see if Brady retires. So he can go to Tampa because there isn't another team in the league that can compete that's gonna take him on. Good <laughs> oh Go! So glorious. That is that
1: a top five Packer Vent line yeah. rant of all time. It's great. I mean, come on, dude. And Gary now. Gary's just done. Embracing it. Rogers is done as far as Gary's concerned. <laughs> oh man. Let's hear more. Let's hear more.
2: You know what he's going to do? He's going to force the Packers' hands. He's going to say, well, if you want to trade me, trade me. But I'm not going to demand a trade. You see what I mean? This is the kind of guy he is. He's a very selfish ball player. When DeGora dropped that ball, and that was a big play when he dropped that ball, you knew he wasn't going to get the ball again. You knew he wasn't going to get the ball again. And this is what he does. He's a selfish, self-absorbed guy and he's a baby. He really is. He's a baby. <laughs> Do you,
1: okay. Do you think if if that was go, Pat, go. if that was his last game as a Packer, are they and it's different cuz like they didn't really they weren't out on Favre really until he played for the Vikings, but they burned his jersey and stuff. They really loved Favre, but
3: mm-hmm. they
1: hated that he betrayed them. Mm-hmm. This feels a little different. This feels like they just hate Aaron Rodgers cuz he doesn't yeah. play well in playoff games and he's Yeah, he's just got this kind of weird personality. I think
0: that I think they don't like the fact that that he also obviously considers himself to to be far more intelligent than anyone else, right? Like Brett. Especially people from Wisconsin. Yeah, (laughs) and Brett was super savvy, right? Like Brett fit in perfectly. Like he he nobody has played the "Ah, Oshucks card like Favre did. Yeah. And every week that he goes on McAfee, Rogers is basically like Everyone else is stupid.
3: This is like oh, it's like the I guy who like had like a 32 on his ACT and is like the smartest kid at St. Cloud State. Like, come on, man! Like, let a, let 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 us let let the kids like me shine here in this cycle in this psych class. Okay, like I don't need to hear your your conspiracy theories on and everything else. All right, <laughs> That's
1: yeah, beautiful. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's, let's hear play. this. Let's point. hear more here.
2: Look, this is a petulant child we're dealing with, and Gary's absolutely petulant. right. It, 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 when he threw that ball deep into double coverage down there to Adams. He was just frustrated.
4: Whatever happened frustrated. to throwing
2: guys open? Whatever happened to throwing guys open? You see his his mannerisms and everything else? I'm, You know, I'm going to tell you, I'm 65 years old. I've seen half of Bart Starr's career. I've seen all the Packers play. And I'm going to tell you this. He, he is the only Packer in my life that I dislike. The only one. Mm. Oof. Dude,
1: that is,
0: that cuts deep. Bad players, too. 70s? Like, there were a lot of guys t-
1: to dislike on those teams. Yeah, I mean, the the 80s Packers were garbage. Yeah, they know? weren't good either. You're right. Oh, man. You're right. Yeah, do you think... Uh, listen, I get that I would be frustrated, too, if I was a Packers fan and Rodgers was given these rosters, and he just, like, he's he himself has come up short in some big spots. You know? yeah. Yep. You know, sometimes it can be, I, th- I think... A couple of years ago, when they chose to draft a quarterback in the first round instead of like a weapon or a Justin Jefferson or something, like, yeah, that's organizational. But however it came to be, Packers fans are kind of out on Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Do they not really understand what's in front of them Mm-mm. as fans in a franchise, though?
4: Mm-mm.
1: Like, I get that Rodgers is driving you crazy and he's got some flaws and he's got a weird personality and stuff, but Mm-mm. do you know what the next 10 years looks like without Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers? They have no idea. They have
0: zero clue. This team has had basically either Favre or Rodgers at quarterback since 1992. So if you're essentially 30, 30 if you're 30, you don't know a world without – no, of course not. You look at the Minnesota Vikings and you laugh. You look at the Chicago Bears and you laugh. You, you look at Detroit and you pee your pants because you're going to be laughing so hard. No, you have no idea.
1: They have no clue what's next.
0: 30 years, Phil. Thirty years old, that's incredible.
1: Yeah. Do you guys think he plays next year? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Oh, I don't think he
0: retires. I don't think he's, he's, do you think so, he yeah.
1: plays for the Packers next year? I think he plays too. Mm.
0: I I personally do actually think he's back there. Uh, the, he's a lot. There's a lot of because they're they're going to they're going to claim Aaron as long as you're here. It's not a rebuild, which they're sort of right about. Because I don't know, man. He's, they're, he's they're a great quarterback in the regular is. season
1: dude they're 40 million dollars over the cap Mm -hmm. so how do they and that includes his contract But he can
0: get his but if he wants he can redo his contract and bring a way down for a year he could i think if he doesn't play there i think he's probably like in denver or pittsburgh i think he's out of the conference i don't think green bay would have would enable him to move within the conference. Yeah.
1: Denver seems like a great place for him. You mm-hmm. know, just go, you go off into the mountains and I think do Denver's, some hallucinogens and yeah. stuff. It'll, I think it's ideal great. For yeah.
0: Kirk. I think it's ideal for Kirk. Put that, oh man. Rockin Mountain, high Kirk, do you think would Kirk's ever smoked weed before? Lynch.
3: No, no Chase.
0: Um, he didn't inhale and it <laughs> gave him a coffee. Contact face. eye <laughs> And then he called his dad and confessed. Yeah.
1: Exactly. I want to see Kirk like I want Remember to see Kirk, Kirk tried it at Michigan State once. Do some edibles, but like take, you know, a few milligrams too much and just see what see what his personality is like. <laughs> Let's hear from some more depressed Packer fans.
2: Go, Pack, go. I'm thinking about his legacy because this was his last game as a Packer. Um I'm 100 percent convinced on that. Uh, so what is his legacy as a Green Bay Packer? To me, it's this dude was the greatest regular season quarterback of all time, and in the playoffs, he couldn't handle the moment. For the most part, played under his performance, and while many many years he didn't have the defense to also win those games, um, when you needed him to be at his best, he never really was.
1: Yeah, that's that guy needs a few more drinks before he. That's way calls, too good a call. Calls get him time. off this show. Yeah, let's hear from some. Let's can we play the first one again? Actually, yeah. I want to hear the, the drunken fifty five year old guy. Yeah. And you lost.
4: Go Pack Go! Get rid of them. This crap of, oh, I'll decide in a little while what I'm going to do. Screw you! Move the flip <laughs> on from this diva. I've had it. I'm a Packer fan. I'm 55 years old. I've seen two Super Bowls. Three, actually, with the loss with I try and get it out of my mind. But the bottom line is, this is crud. This guy can't perform in a big game, and he's holding out to see if Brady retires so he can go to Tampa because there isn't another team in the league that can compete that's going to take him on. Oh God,
1: that is—I mean, come on, dude. That's that's gold. Go. I love that guy. Courtesy of our friends on the fan in Milwaukee. Um, real quick, because there, there's so much to get to the rest of the week here. We're, Probably going to have a new general manager by, like, Thursday this week. Mm-hmm. And then and then the coaching search will ramp up, I'm sure, in, into finalists. Alex Boone will come on tomorrow. Um, but the the latest on the GM coaching search, Todd Bowles is likely to get a second interview, according to Mike Garofolo. I would be shocked if they hired Todd Bowles. And Ryan Poles is a finalist for the GM job, also a finalist in Chicago, however, Tomorrow he's interviewing for a second time in Chicago a day before his his Vikings interview, so the Bears could steal Ryan Poles and uh, there's multiple people reporting. I saw Collar had some information on this too, that the Vikings do have Ryan Poles as their number one finalist. So I I mean if you like him that much, you can't let the Bears steal him. Maybe he'll just come to his senses and be like, who's I? Why am I'm, I talking to two eighty year old crypt keepers here? Like. Eh, Let's go talk to the Wilfs. I'm the Mr. Panic. I am Mr.
0: Panic. This one does not concern me. You don't think so? You don't think Bill uh, Polian's going gonna... to? No, he's not going to go in there. If if he goes in there and, and hears the Bears pitch and is like, I'm all on board. Screw you, Vikings. He's a moron. He's unless
1: unless he loves Justin
0: Fields. If he loves Justin Fields. Yeah, but you're still working for the McCaskies, who I don't trust. Like, there's a lot of inherent problems there. They're, they're a fairly dysfunctional. The Vikings have problems that, in my opinion, personally, can all be cleaned up. Yeah, I they're like, the it's do
1: it's like not it's not dysfunction with the Vikings. Yeah. I mean, there's dysfunction. It got dysfunctional. Yeah, but it's it's yeah. not like ownership dysfunction. Correct. Oh, the owners are quite competent. I feel like they yeah. just they've just been very patient with yes. mediocrity. And you are going to be, as far as I know,
0: in charge of, of football ops, right? So that's a great. Uh, yeah, I I am not. I think he should go through both. Processes, but I am n- not concerned that what I, I believe Adolfa Mensa is going to be here on Tuesday, and yep. Polls will be in Chicago, and then Polls is going to be here on Wednesday. I'm not concerned that that's going to like swing things, and the
1: Bears are going to be like,
0: "Oh yeah, you're not leaving."
1: I don't th- I don't see that. If one. you're Mark, while you're having while you're having dinner at Manny's in the back room, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, do you send a little text to uh Ryan Polls and say, "Can't stop thinking about you." <laughs> Hey, I know I'm on another date right now, but you up I just, yeah, <laughs> you up, you up. Oh, Can God. I come to Chicago? Drop by, say hi. Little West. little the,
0: What? The Weston, probably. The Weston's very nice. Heavenly Westin. bed. It's great. The, the
1: Swiss hotel, I think, overlooking the you know, Lake oh, Michigan there. It's yeah, it's probably, yeah, it's probably right. You're probably exactly right. Um, any any final thoughts from you guys just today on the, the future of the Vikings as you process what happened over the, the weekend in the NFL?
3: I just, want, I, I just we'll, want the next era of football. Sorry, yeah, no, I just want the next era of Vikings football to start. Like, you know, we're we're going through these GM candidates and we're trying to figure out who's the right person. And, you know, I, we have a little bit more knowledge on the head coaching search cause we, just because we mostly know those faces and where they've been. But I'm just ready for that next era of Vikings football to start.
0: I am, um, I told you at the top of the show, extremely optimistic right now that the blank canvas could lead to some really good things. This is, I, I have trepidation about what they're going to do, but right now nothing's been done and and I think combining what we saw in, in the past two days, which was really four great games, and the fact that you are um, doing the right thing by by resetting things in a major way is a is a big plus. Yeah. So I'm actually really encouraged right now by the potential direction of things for this to be a team that could build into a championship-caliber
3: franchise.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my only remaining thought here is that, yes, your defense needs to get better, absolutely. Your offensive line needs to get better. But from a quarterback perspective, it's riskier to hang on to Kirk Cousins and like sign him to an extension that lowers his cap number or something. Yes. That is much riskier than yes. moving on from Cousins. You don't like the the Chiefs had way more to lose as a twelve win team five years ago. Yes, when they moved off from Alex Smith, yep. the Vikings haven't been to the playoffs in two years. Yeah, um, I'm with you. So that's my final takeaway. And with that, a cheers, a cheers to the greatest weekend of football that we've ever seen, Jed.
0: Perfect combination of four great games and four or five great beers, all the same, of course, surly. Furious IPA. In fact, in fact, gents, I stopped by the brew hall yesterday. Brunch again on Sundays there. Great brunch. The beer flowing. Fantastic. Mm. Surly. Furious. My, my favorite beer, but I'm going to tell you right now, you look up and down those taps. It's a lot of beers worth trying. So combine, combine the beer with the, um, with the brew halls. Outstanding. Sunday brunch, and you won't be sorry that you did. I can
1: tell you that. See off season. It's time to time to see what some of the other uh, younger, newer beers have to to offer. Right? You can, yep. You can work out, and some we might the, make a change. You some never of, know some of, the, some of the backup beers. Just you it. never know.
0: <laughs> you don't. You're exactly right. Get
1: out you, there. We might make a change. Are you are you coaching a, a fear based culture? Um, Is that what's happening?
0: No, but you know what? I'm always exploring. I'm always because <laughs> I have I have a relationship with with. Um, my beers like I want my coach to with my quarterback.
1: Did you guys see this uh Matthew Stafford quote on the deep pass, the dagger pass to Cooper Cup? No, what do you say? It's a lot more fun when you've got to make a play like that to win the game and steal somebody's soul. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Oh, the read man.
0: quote, that quote, that's steal what you want. Somebody's steal soul. somebody's soul. This is a guy that played for the line and now he's ruining the dreams of the Tampa Bay fans that's awesome good for him
1: all right we have a lot more for you guys this week on Purple Daily and we'll be reacting to potential GM news here in the next 48 to 72 hours you can always hit us up in the comment section of the Purple Daily YouTube channel videos And you can also hit us up also through the uh, feedback function on the score North app. So hope you enjoyed a ridiculously fun weekend of Vikings. football. Hopefully you came away less depressed and more inspired by what could be the future of Vikings football. We'll see you next time on purple daily daily Vikings entertainment
0: at the home Depot. We have plenty of Christmas trees to make your holidays even more magical.